This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome back in. You were listening to the November 30th, 2018 episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a road of his podcast dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions. We are brought to you by our friends over at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. I am your host, Jeremy Hart of Fantasy Gum Chew, and joining me today on the show is a fellow that is just crushing it on the scene. He has hammered out all the projections for the Roto Underworld World Elite Draft Guide, continues to be much of the brains behind their projections. He's over at DL Football. He's over at FF Statistics. He is a host for the Dino Crossroads podcast. He's everywhere, and now he's here with me and you. In your earpiece, welcome to the show, Peter Howard. That's at P.A. Howdy on the tweets. Peter, my man, what is good? And let me, you know what? They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. I feel like this is now your opportunity, once and for all, to just besmirch all the people out there that have said, for years, never to trust a man with two first names. I don't believe it. I used (laughs) to watch Mystery Science Theater, and I don't believe it. I think Ricky Bobby is one of the most trustworthy men of all time. What say you? Yeah, I don't know, man. We've been maligned for far too long. I, actually, I don't think I've ever had that mentioned to me since, like, secondary school or high school for <laughs> you to translate that. Like, uh, I actually have three first names, Peter Allen Howard, and that always used to bug me, actually, but uh, I, I had actually forgotten that till you just mentioned it. But, yeah, it's about time we started getting taken seriously, to be honest. Yeah, me and the Ricky Bobbies of the world. (laughs) Yeah, I've always been jealous. I've always 100% of the time been jealous. I think it's a good thing to have two first names because just in case somebody forgets your first name, they have (laughs) a second opportunity to remember your second first name. I mean, if that's not good, I don't know what is. And for me, like, I'm really good with faces, right? But I always forget people's names. So, like, you got two of them that you're going to be memorable for me. In my tiny little brain, anyhow. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's nice to be remembered. <laughs> well, hopefully people are going to remember all the questions and the answers for this week's, uh, you know, 
podcast here <laughs> regarding player and team outlooks, dynasty slants, DFS rants, you name it. Peter, before we dive right in, though, you twitch around every once in a while, every week to be, in fact, talking about weekly projections, DFS players you're eyeing, who's standing out for you this week that's just going to smash, and who are you maybe looking at off the board? Yeah, I've been uh, trying to twitch. Uh, I'm a twitching. Um, I'm a complete amateur, just in case anyone's expecting to sign on to that thing and see, like, three screens going and non-fuzzy video. That's not me. I'm just playing around with it. Um, but, yeah, for DFS this week, um, the players that are really standing out to me, and I haven't really said in my player pool just yet, but it's Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Philip Lindsay, and DJ Moore all stand out as pretty good values in that mid-tier at those two positions. I also kind of like Kyle Rudolph. Um, I know Eric Ebron's kind of the smash play. I got uh, I got worried about him early this week because he was on the injury report, but it looks like he's he's probably going to be good to go. But uh, Kyle Rudolph at uh, 3,600 on DraftKings looks interesting as well to me against New England. Yeah, I did, man. Uh, this is going to be a fun week, week of games, slate of games, because they, just to your point, Aaron Jones, Philip Lindsay, like just coming in hot right off the bat. I mean, those are going to be the, the enabling backs that are going to let you build those, those, those Mahomes Hill stacks for GPP right. because nobody's going to pay for them in cash. They're just ridiculously expensive. But the way the slate has worked out, you can indeed get to them. Granted, you're, you know, you're probably not using a, a McCaffrey or a Gurley in those lineups, but you can still throw in Hyde and something work there so i'm looking forward to this week and now in addition uh in addition peter to the weekly projection grind you've uh what some might say is a dino connoisseur uh, a few polarizing <laughs> players of late i want your takes on from a dynasty perspective because they're in my crosshairs um you know Jarek mckinnon for one he seems to be the hot button in the dynasty community right now david moore is another dude and you know he, he just not a lot of consistency there, but, you know, he was a college producer. And then Cortland Sutton here, um, you know, I, I tend to take a look and, and listen into the Dino Crossroads. And uh, I know you have some thoughts on these guys. So what say you? Yeah, um, I'm a really big fan of David Moore. I started, um, well, I noticed him two years ago just as a, like you say, a college producer with an age 19 breakout. Um, having 20% of his team's market share of air yards and touchdowns at the age of 19 is a fairly positive sign. Um, he was just on a depth chart where I thought there might be room to grow and he was free. So I started adding him and this year he's done nothing but, you know, reward that, that flyer. Um, he continues to increase in, um, targets per game. Uh, in fact, over the last three weeks, he's actually led the team in Whopper, which is weighted opportunity rating, which is a stat from uh, or a metric. I'm not sure on the terminology on that one. Is it a stat or a metric? I don't know. Um, but he's led the team in Whopper, um, which is an air yard number uh, known as weighted opportunity rating, which is target share adjusted for air yards. Um, so while he's getting a lot of big plays, like Tyler Lockett, because the until recently, fairly low-volume passing game in uh, Seahawk land. Um, he continues to do well with it. He's just running efficiency. He's looking good. Um, in Dynasty, I really like him. Um, right now, I think he's valued at a third-round pick. Um, I don't think you can get him for that, but he's worth he's worth adding a little bit to see if you can try and add him to your roster as a, as a flyer for future years. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm on board with all these guys. Uh, you know, David Moore's was another guy that you know y you can pick him up. Some of these guys, he's you know they you get them for free during the season. Maybe you see a little glimpse of hope, and generally people think what 
they think, eh, nah, it's a flash in the pan. It's never going to happen. But you go back and you use sites like Rotoviz, you use sites like Player Profiler, and you actually see holy cow, like there's actually something here. So you're going to want to take advantage of all of this information week in and week out. We're going to be ramping up the Dynasty content here because we know some of you out there might be having an eye toward the future and you're going to have a 30% discount to do so. All you got to do is go to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage at rotoviz.com slash podcast and you're going to get that dino mindset that you're looking for as well as unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content and it also supports this very podcast. You can also support this pod by subscribing to and rating the Road of His Radio channel on iTunes. Look, if you're a fan of the show, you want to sub directly to the Fantasy Football Mailbag feed, do so. It takes hard work to get the show out every week, so do us a solid and hit that rate button. You can also support the Road of His Radio network in our 10 shows per week on Patreon. That's right, folks. Gain exclusive elite access to the Road of His live show every Sunday morning. We're uh, doing exactly what we're doing right now. We're just doing it live every Sunday morning, whether it's Dynasty, DFS, redraft seasonal it doesn't matter we're there for you and all it's going to cost you is five dollars a month how many of out there have five dollars a month that you're just blowing away on shit i know you're blowing shit away i know you're doing it so just save yourself that cappuccino every uh, i don't know once a week you can deal with some folgers for crying out loud i do it okay i also support the patreon and i'm over here pimping the patreon so who cares get over there five dollars a month that's patreon.com slash road of his radio and of course if you have any qqs you want answered on this show email us word of his radio at gmail.com we'll go ahead and get that set up for you as well all right peter let's dive in fire up the qqs for the week here we go redraft ppr somehow i am still alive and in the wild card weekend the problem is that i have to start either Wait for it. Josh Allen, Jeff Driscoll, or Nick Mullins. Don't ask. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a deep bench league. I went on autopilot for a while, and rather than rostering <coughs> high upside RBs, a few of the teams colluded to pick up all the quarterbacks that you'd actually want to start. Heathens. So, I'd say I'm pretty smart on the league, if you ask me. I mean, I, I, I personally would rather get those high upside RBs in case of injury. But who knows? Maybe they still have them on their roster and they're still getting the quarterbacks. I don't know how deep this is. I only have one side of the story. But I do know this guy's in a pickle. What do you got for us? Josh Allen, I think he just rushed for 90 yards. I mean, boomer bust. Jeff Driscoll, I thought he's going to have a little bit more legs. We didn't see him last weekend. Nikki Two-Step Mullins, oh, boy, that didn't go as we had planned. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think the the safest play here is probably as gross as it sounds Driscoll, but I think if you need, like you're the underdog and you need the upside, I think as gross as that sounds, it's Josh Allen. I had a similar problem in one of my uh, leagues. I don't know if you played in any of the charity leagues that John Bosch set up, um, the, the, the Eliminator Pools. But um, I was in one with a whole bunch of high-rolling guys, and they did the similar thing. They they just sucked up all the quarterbacks, and I was left <laughs> taking a whole bunch of flyers, mostly rookie quarterbacks. I'm not going to like saying this. So, you know, Everyone can just feel free not to find me memorable for the next five minutes, but <laughs> I would actually I'd start Josh Allen of the three. Um, look, I've had this argument several times. I don't think he's good. I don't think the l- amount of improvement he needs to be dynasty-relevant um, is realistic, um, but he's going up against Miami, which is the best matchup of the three this week. He's, he's his best role is a running back, frankly, um, and Miami's been giving it up to rushers as well. Um, eighteen point three adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks um, over the season. 
according to four for four. So yeah, he's in the best matchup. Uh, he's projected for the highest points, and all three are terrible. So I would probably start <laughs> Josh Allen in that matchup. Yeah, I, I mean, I can get on board with that. I mean, we were we're we're discerning the difference between good quarterback and good fantasy quarterback. You know, and I mean, he he can make it happen <laughs> on one play. So look, as long as he has the starting job, he starts the game. He's a rushing quarterback. I mean, good things could happen. The floor might not be there, but you know, chances are he is at least going to get some sort of semblance of an end zone appearance in some facet or the other and get some rushing yards, maybe 100, 150 passing yards as well. So I, I'm on board. Uh, redraft PPR, next one here, Peter. I need a tight end this week after losing Doyle and can use either Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, Chris Herndon, or Matt Lacoste. Which one of these guys um, I can maybe kind of sort of count on? Yeah, it's another tough question. Um, I, it's interesting when looking for a replacement for Jack Doyle, because I think the Rams right now are offering like a kind of a poor man's version of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, tight end depth chart. Um, Tyler Higby kind of represents a Jack Doyle and Gerald Everett kind of represents a Eric Ebron. Um, through the season, Gerald Everett has a lot more touchdown upside. Um, he's actually had five targets inside the 10-yard line. He's had eight inside the 20-yard line or inside the red zone altogether. He's only scored two touchdowns inside the red zone, but he's had a lot more touchdown equity um, outside of that as well because he's a very dynamic player and athlete. Higby's more of a solid player, much more like Jack Doyle, actually. So he's he gets more targets. He's got a higher target share. But he's simply not getting those red zone targets for that touchdown equity. He's had two targets inside the 10 yard line. He's actually got two touchdowns, um, inside the 20 yard line, which actually means he's overproducing inside the red zone. And so, so he's due, um, some slight regression, um, whenever that might happen, um, in terms of his success inside the red zone. Whereas Everett's producing at, at, at a fairly, um, sustainable rate in the red zone. So, if you're looking to just replace Doyle, Higby's probably the play, but if you want the upside and maybe want to switch to the Eric Ebron or the almost the poor man's version of Eric Ebron, Jared Everett's probably your guy. I'm actually really interested in lacrosse this week, um, mainly because, and I didn't get to this, I didn't even answer your question on uh, uh, McKinnon or even touch on uh, my, my concerns on Cortland Sutton, but um, I've got some serious concerns about Cortland Sutton and the way his season's going, um, even as a rookie season. And Jeff Hewerman was consistently outproducing him. And even after the, before the Demarius Thomas trade, he was getting more targets per game. I don't think the tight end position is a one for one. It very rarely works as a next man up. But with my concern over Cortland Sutton, I think lacrosse, 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 Um, one of the two might even out, (laughs) uh, might actually get some significant targets if Sanders early injury this week or early appearance on the, on the injury report, at least, actually uh, works out uh, into the weekend's games, then maybe he can get some targets. But honestly, I'm probably trying to be deciding between Higby and um, Everett. Um, and yeah, if you want to replace Doyle, go for Higby. If you're looking for more upside, uh, play Everett. That'd be my very concise answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you, you broke it down as, as well as anybody could break it down between these tight ends. Very nicely done. Wow. You know, it's in, 
even even the, the Higby, the Everett, I mean, they're only a, a couple hundred more than Matt LaCrosse on, on the DK site over there. And, I mean, look, Eric Ebron, clearly going to be the chalk this week. Um, you know, but I, I'm looking for a lot of salary savings. I very well might be going down to Matt LaCrosse. You mentioned the next guy up. Maybe it, it, it isn't a one-for-a-one, one, but, I mean, we've seen usage throughout the years. So I think I do like Matt LaCrosse, the, you know, just because I think there's more dependency needed, uh, if that makes any sense, from, from Matty right. there. But, yeah, I, I mean, sometimes you also just want to go for the better – and, and this is my thought, like generally, just give me the better offense, right? Like if somebody's going to have right. the best chance, maybe that is, uh, you know, the the Rams guys. Um, but, you know, tight end is against a slowdown pace Detroit. I'm like, oh, gosh, I mean, really, this is a tough one. And, I mean, you can't beat yourself to death when you get this one wrong because you're going to get this one wrong no matter what, you know, the right process was. So this is a tough one. Give me give me Matt, but, yeah, this this one's tough. Uh, Peter, what, what are your best and worst purchases you've ever made? Yeah, this is that nightmare where you have to flicker through your horrible memories to remember all the great players you've traded away just before they broke out. So thanks for this, by the way. Um, but uh, to start off on a high note, and hopefully the things <laughs> I might get remembered for more, um, I really like trading for uh, low-drafted guys or undrafted free agents, which causes a lot of trade nightmares for me when I, I script through my, uh, I flick through my um, trade history. Uh, but one of the bright spots was trading Danny Amendola um, for Andre Ellington and David Johnson before David Johnson did anything um, in, in his rookie season. That's probably worked out best for me. I hated giving up Danny um, Danny Woodhead, of course, but he w- wasn't long for the NFL after that. And obviously David Johnson has uh, struggled this year, but it's been nothing but positive EV after that trade. Um, my worst, I, I, I got a lot to choose from, man. I, I don't know where to start because, um, like I say, I do like targeting those uh, less likely players because I, I just love it when an undrafted free agent or a low-drafted player breaks out. Um, the one that jumps to mind um, is trading Michael Thomas for Philip Dorsett, and this was after long after he had busted. And I, I didn't like Dorsett, but I really didn't like Michael Thomas for the same reasons. Um, and he's looking like one of the top five wide receivers in Dynasty right now. I got something else with Dorset, but I can't even remember what it was, so it, it wasn't it was it did not make up the difference. And I still remember that and wake up with cold sweats over that trade, to be honest with you. That's why this isn't an exact science. And I'm going to give you mad kudos, too, because I think you were the first person on the season which has actually taken this this question and made it still specific to the content of the show, which is <laughs> fantasy football too so props there as well yeah i mean uh, gosh some of these some of these you know the michael thomas i didn't think his you know his prospect profile was all that great uh you know he was just he was just one of those where you know sometimes one slips through the cracks and uh can't win them all. Can't win them all. Uh, moving on, DFS. Where are you starting in cash games at running back this week? Todd Gurley's always a lot, but some are calling this potential trap game. They're 10-point faves. What am I missing? I know there's values like Lamar Miller due to late game and pricing, and then Carlos Hyde, TJ Yeldon from uh, the Fournette suspension. I really want to use Aaron Jones, whose workload makes him a smash play at his price, but does he stay in the game as 14-point faves? So this is an interesting one. I think 
you know, if you ask me on Monday, like, holy cow, Aaron Jones is going to be under-owned on this slate because you've got everybody trying to figure out how to get Gurley and McCaffrey in, and you've got, you know, basically the the free square Carlos Hyde play. Like, it's hard for him to fail. Even if he gets you six stinking points, it doesn't really matter at that price because, you know, everything is slate contextual, right? And so it it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I think for me personally, I might be foregoing Gurley this week and going as high as McCaffrey and, and Aaron Jones and then probably dealing with a Carlos Hyde so I can at least get up to the mid to upper range at wide receiver this week. That's kind of where I'm at right now. What about you? Yeah, um, staying away from the ones I already mentioned at the top. I haven't quite locked in um, like my cash lineup just yet. It's something I'll try and fix on on Friday and probably you know twitch about. Um, is that how you say it? Am I twitching? I thought I was being funny, but then everyone just nods like that's how you're meant to say it. I don't know if I've <laughs> yeah, lo- I, you're asking the, the wrong right person. Yeah, I'm. I'm too. I'm. I'm not. I'm not hip with the kids, man. <laughs> no like I wish I was. I'd like to say I was, but all I all I say is I'm like you. I I hope we're getting this. Is that the vernacular? Is it? I think we're getting it right. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. We could be aging ourselves here, Peter. That's all. That's the only definitive thing I know. Yeah. Um, look, uh, Christian McCaffrey is just in a smash, mo- uh, uh, smash spot. He's definitely got the best matchup. He went off for 50 points last week. I mean, it's hard to turn down. It's also hard to see him like more expensive than Saquon Barkley, right? Um, it's a week where I also think people are going to be nervous about paying up. Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, these plays are in tough on paper matchups, which makes them fairly good plays in some way. But, um, I, I, and the mid tier running back is looking great, as I've already mentioned. But, um, the Christian McCaffrey is actually coming out of the best value for me uh, at the running back position right now. Um, it's a little hard since he went off last week. Um, it feels a little bit more like playing last week too much. But right now, that's where I'm at. Cream Hunt actually comes out as the next best value before Barkley and before Gurley. So those are the two high-priced guys I really like. But I'm really getting tempted by this mid-tier. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you across the board. I mean, I do think I'm going to be Landon McCaffrey and, and, and a, a Jones, right? Like, it's just, I don't know how you don't play him this week. I think that's where I am for cash. But then in in tournament style, that's where I'll, I'll you know, I'll core up Aaron Jones, pair him with, you know, the Philip Lindsay's of the world, maybe Naheem Hines if Mack is out. We don't know as of recording this show what, what the update is on Marlon Mack. So going to be interesting to see the week play out here. Uh, Peter, if you had to become an inanimate object for a year, what object would you choose to be? Oh, I forgot this question. Um, I thought about doing something like wordplay. Inanimate means lifeless, so maybe I'd go zombie, but that sounds... <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't like that at all. I don't think I'd like to be a zombie. Um, So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't like to stand still for a year. So, I was thinking something like an airplane. At least I get the experience of flying, right? <laughs> that, is, that is the go-to. Like, they, we were just talking about cash games, right? And the irony is you, <laughs> you definitely have the chalk response. The airplane is definitely the chalk answer for it. I'm a cash game player, Jeremy. That's just, that's just what you get. Some of us are just wired that way. It's okay. I can admit I'm a cash game guy too, you know? So, hey, and if you want to be a good tournament player, like you got to understand where the, where the, where the field is going. So, you know, where to pivot, where to leverage. So I'm with you there. Give me the airplane. 
all about that life. Redraft PPR. What are your thoughts on Dalvin Cook? Rest of season. Uh, rest of season. We're in week 13 now, fellas. <laughs> so, uh, we're almost out of season, but nevertheless, I know he's been hurt, but is it possible they've been saving him? And now with the playoffs on the line, maybe they're ready to unleash him this week in a key game versus New England. I, so I don't know, right? Like they, it seems like their usage yeah. has been all over the place with Dalvin Cook. Maybe. Maybe they're ready to get you know feed the beast, as they like to say. Um, I have no idea. I, I think he's probably a shoo-in for a good 10 to 15 touches. I think that's a good floor to say. But I mean, in terms of getting more, I I don't I don't know. I what do you any any thoughts on this one? I really don't know. Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. So I I can normally <laughs> vamp for a while. If you want to go take a break, just ask a question, and I'll just keep going till you come back. So yeah, I got plenty of thoughts. Dalvin Cook has been performing fantastic when he's on the field. In terms of his individual performance, there's not a lot of running back efficiency stats I would even bother looking up. Honestly, uh, running back efficiency is mostly a myth. In that consistent performance in any one area that we like to track, um. That doesn't stay consistent. <laughs> like they, they, they put out their points in different ways every week is a good way of thinking about it. But one thing I do like, um, is because, uh, Josh Hansmeyer likes it and he's smarter than me, um, is evaded tackles or evaded tackles per touch, which is actually the more consistent stat. Um, through the 2018 season, Davin Cooks has, has actually been, um, running back, uh, five in evaded tackles per touch. Over, well, however many games he's played. And that's with running backs with over 50 touches, I should point out. And those are numbers drawn from player profilers, data analysis tool. Um, just to, you know, plug them a little bit. That's a nice drop there. <laughs> uh, Nicely I'll done. where I get data, which is pretty much all, all I do. <laughs> this is where I find stuff so you don't need me anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I like his performance, but, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, this year his usage has been up and down. He has been nicked up. He's averaging 10 fantasy points a game in PPR, which is not not what you want from someone of Dalvin Cook's level of talent. Um, so he's got a really low two-point floor and a really low ceiling um, for a running back. Like I say, that's just considered in that upper tier of 16 points. Um, so yeah, I'm nervous about him. I would be if I had another option in a, in a league, I would be consider- seriously considering benching him in DFS or to look at it from a DFS perspective. And again, I play DFS for fun. It's a way of processing the week. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a DFS guy, as it were. I just find it a really fun puzzle and a, an interesting way of thinking about this puzzle. Just to be clear, I'm not like selling myself as a DFS expert. Um, but to think about it in that way, Kirk Cousins comes up really high in projections versus salary point price this week. Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Stefan Diggs, all these guys come up well in terms of value for their for their salary price compared to their actual projection. Um, now, projections aren't the best way of playing DFS, but it does highlight certain players and where pretty much the whole team is doing well. And I know Diggs has been nicked up as well this week, and he's going to have a tough matchup with projecting. He has a tough matchup against uh, Gilmore, isn't it? Um, though things don't always work out. So I think most will lean on the... Um, the, the receiving game against New England. I mean, like say, Carl Rudolph looks like a good play because uh, New England ranks like second in um, fantasy points scored against them by tight ends in 2018. So it's a, it's something of a sneaky matchup even for Carl Rudolph. In that way, maybe Cook 
offers a, a like a pivot play or whatever they call it, where maybe he won't be rostered. But to put it back in the terms you were using, he's not a cash game play, right? Uh, he's not someone you can feel safe about his floor or his usage right now. But I do like the way he's been performing when on the field. Again, concise answer, right to the point. Didn't didn't talk <laughs> way too long at all. No, I love it, and I mean they, that's the enigma that is one Delvin Cook right now. And I think I mean, you know, I I to your to your earlier point about the efficiency, and generally that's not something we look for in running backs. Also an anomaly there for Delvin Cook. He is a pretty efficient. Uh, elusive runner. So, I mean, I'm going to be looking at player props, uh, props, I should say, Sunday morning because, you know, if you were to base a player prop on his last, you know, month of data, which I know a lot of times those player props are looking at historical data, it's probably going to come in on the low side. And I do think there's upside to get him the ball a little bit more, try to keep the Patriots off the field. I can get behind a narrative like that. So I'm going to be looking at that. I mean, if I were a betting man, and I certainly am, look, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games, when I have some action on the games. And guys, gals, you've heard me talking about this for weeks now, and some of you are still on the sidelines. I don't know why. So whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or girl that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like paying uh, the numbers on roulette, you know, hit it big on red. Go ahead, get that money, get that money. You can create a big parlay, pick three teams to win, you hit all three, you turn $100 into $600, and boom, that's what we're talking about. There's so much to bet on, college basketball, college football, football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports, for crying out loud. eSports is here in the betting landscape, folks. You name it, my bookie is one bet I know you're going to be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them, quite frankly, and my bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is banging, banging, banging. Sign up this week and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll today. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM, not to mention they've given away more than $10,000 in free money for their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Do not miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. All you got to do is log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code rotoviz again promo code rotoviz get a 50 percent deposit bonus what's that promo code you guessed it rotoviz you play you win you get paid all right fuck mary kill we're just gonna jump right into it the young breakout break in running backs of 2018 here we go peter philip Lindsay, aaron jones and nick chubb yeah talk about putting me in toss but I, I, I like all three. In fact, I really like all three. Um, Nick Chubb looks like a Melvin Gordon exception, uh, exception to the college reception rule. Uh, I use the word exception way too much there, but we're talking about Nick Chubb, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> and, you know, once a player does it in the NFL, you just have to attribute that skill to him. So he can receive as well, and he's already a great on-the-ground runner as well. Philip Lindsay is an outlier, and he's always been an outlier, as Jake Anderson, my co-host on the Dynasty Crossroad, likes to say. So it's not a surprise to see him. Well, it wasn't a surprise for Jake. I think Jake was on Philip Lindsay like before he left high school or something. Like he loves that guy, and Jake knows film, um, and so I'm willing to trust him on him. Um, and Aaron Jones, you know, Aaron Jones for life. So uh, I guess I'd marry Aaron Jones uh, because I'm I'm just I'm I'm out. Like say I'm on Aaron Jones for life. Um, and between the other two, I, can I just fucking both? I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm open to it. 
<laughs> at the I'm end sorry. of the day, guys, you're like at the end of the day, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna allow you guys to have that that open relationship between the three of you guys, right? So like, one of them is eventually gonna get kicked to the curb. I hate to say it, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> so which one do you least like? If I'm you, taking it in a different direction so I can cheat. Um, I uh, will vote Philip Lindsay just because he's more sexy. Someone I'd like to have a one-night stand with. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, and Whereas plus, uh, of, hey, uh, two first names. Uh, there you go. There you go. Two first names. Peter Howard, Philip Lindsay. I mean, that's a, that's a, yeah. If there's, I mean, you should be marrying Philip Lindsay just for that sole <laughs> reason right there. Right. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I. The, what's crazy is, oh gosh, I love it, man. Like you, you talked earlier about you love it when a UDFA just breaks out and smashes. Right. Like this, Philip Lindsay right here. I mean, I, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Jarek McKinnon. I mean, these guys are on my dynasty squads this year. Boy, did I need a Philip Lindsay, and I was able to pick him up for a free. Like, I even waited after the waivers ran for crying out loud and got him for free in a couple leagues, week two, week three, whatever it was before he busted out. But it was like I was literally just mining for gold down like depth charts. Like, man, somebody, somebody's got to give me something. Somebody, I need something. And I would, I would say more often than not, like you just luck into a situation like that. And this is one of those situations. Right. And, and I think if you got to ultimately kill one, and the unfortunate thing for Philip Lindsay is, even though he's getting all this work right now, to your earlier point, he still is the UDFA. He still is the guy that didn't even go to the combine for crying out loud. So, like, you know, there's still going to be more draft picks that he's going to have an uphill battle against. Now, you know, the the, the rule changes, you know, the roster cut, uh, you know, methodology, I guess, changes are going to work out in his favor. It seems more often than not, more likely than not, he's kind of like the new school Darren Sproles, at the very least, of the NFL. But, uh, yeah, the other guys are just going to have the profile to beat. Hopefully Aaron Jones still gets to keep that role once Mike McCarthy's gone. If anything, it should catapult him a little bit more because, like, you'd think. Yeah, he, he did everything he's doing in spite of Mike McCarthy for crying right. out loud, right? So, yeah, I'm with you there across the board. So if you were given full reign to redesign the food pyramid, Peter, what would the Peter Howard food pyramid look like? Can't we just talk more about Philip Lindsay and how he looked like a 1970s porn star in that in locker room interview? Because that that fits right into the conversation, and it was hilarious. And he's got a porn and, name too. He's definitely got a porn name. One hundred percent. Definitely has. <laughs> he's leaning into it. I gotta appreciate that. Um, if I was gonna read, I, I looked at this question hard, man. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, I mean, am I trying to redesign it for how we should eat or how I eat or how I'd like to eat? So I just went with the things I like. Um, it would be 50% tea and then 50% apples. And I don't care how boring that sounds. That's just pretty much what I eat most of the time. It's what I reach for. They're the things I like, the things that provide me comfort. Um, so, yeah, I, apples and tea, dude, we're going to have to convert everyone to that diet. I need to cramp your style. I drink way too much <laughs> coffee. I really do. I drink way too much coffee. I try to I supplement with LaCroix and just, you know, because I, I, I don't, I don't not drink a lot of water. I just don't like drinking water because it's boring to drink water. So I'll get, you know, flavored carbonated bubbly water just so it's still flavored water in some aspect and I can still stay hydrated because of all the coffee I keep drinking. So 
I need to drink tea. I need to get on board with that. And apples, every time I think about eating an apple, Peter, I'm like, ugh. Apple. I just don't want an apple. It's just, oh gosh, it's kind of annoying. You got to crunch into it. Like it's not as easy as a banana on the go. Like, you know, maybe it gets on your fingers. (laughs) You got to munch into it. Slices are better, but then you got to slice it, you know? So I'm just like, ah, but by the time I'm done eating the apple, I'm going, hmm, that was actually very satisfying. I should yeah, eat more apples. Yeah, strangely satisfying. I just like self-contained food. You know, you put it in your bag, you find it in a week, and then you eat it. It's still just as good. It's just like a little bowl, self-contained, protected by its skin, just eat it. And I yep. should point out, by tea, I mean real tea, not American tea. Like, I, I can barely get it here. Like, hot tea that isn't flavored like some kind of herb that makes me gag. <laughs> Herbal tea is terrible, man. I'm talking about English tea, not to, like, try and take, you know, advertise the fact that I'm English here, but real tea. I have to agree with you, too. I'm drinking way too much coffee because, you know, I, I got kids, and now I don't sleep because I'm doing too much stat work. So uh, <laughs> yeah, coffee's come in handy, to be perfectly honest. But if if I got to choose, it would just be tea all the time. Yeah, that that's the only problem, right? If I took coffee out and I just, you know, went to tea and the real tea, the problem is I'd still, I'd, I'd have to have, like, Four times the amount of tea that I was compared to coffee because I probably have a caffeine problem too, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Redraft PPR, start three out of David Johnson, Austin Eckler, James White, and James Conner. Good problem to have here heading into week 13. And as crazy as this sounds, I feel like David Johnson's the odd man out for me. Maybe you'd say James White most probably would. Uh, I maybe it is James White. I mean, Rex Burkhead potentially coming back here. I know I want to play Eckler. I know I want to play Connor. What about you? My sheet just crashed. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm going to surprise you because I really do love Austin Eckler, but I think he'd be the odd man out for me. Um, I have some interest in Justin Jackson. Um, I think he's an interesting player as well. I think Austin Eckler is fantastic. Um, uh, in the role he's got, especially. Um, but James White has had something like, and this is what I was going to quote, but my sheet just crashed. Um, something like, uh, 10 or nine or 10 games this year with 15 fantasy points or more. And that puts him in the top echelon in terms of floor at the running back position. And um, he, he was in the top five. I think he's still in the top 12. I know with Rex Burkhead coming back, that backfield looks a little more uncertain, but just from a floor perspective, James White's been killing it. And I'm just going to lean on that past production, man. So I'm going to start David Johnson, James White, and James Connor. All the Jameses and one David. And uh, I'm just going to really appreciate those 30 points Dustin Eckler puts up on my bench this week. <laughs> All the Jameses and the, and the Eckler on the bench. And I, I can get on board with that. I mean, they... Yeah, the, these guys are all in the same project, projection tier, right? So, um, I'm on board. Either way you want to go on that one. Redraft, uh, Zach Ertz bounced back last week after a stinker versus New Orleans, but Alshon Jeffrey seems to have less market share now. Is this signs of the fantasy playoffs for him? Or will the matchups reign more true and he can still be trusted? I basically am down to either Alshon Jeffrey or Tyler Lockett this week. Um. Yeah. What do you got on this one? Tyler Lockett seems to be outproducing Alshon as of late, and uh, yeah, things are in shambles in Philly here. I don't really know what to do with Alshon right now. Like, I'm a little nervous about him right now. I don't know if I. I like. I think I'd rather play Tyler Lockett this week. Am I crazy? Yeah, I'd like to be 
contrarian or just argue because that's basically what I enjoy the most. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm with you. It's Tyler Lockett, and it wasn't particularly difficult. Like, um, I don't know if I'm on a small boat or on a large train with everyone, but I've been fading Alshon for years now, and it keeps working. Like, I, I think he was, he was definitely a great player, but I value past production. At a certain point, you've got to ask, when was the last time he did that? Tyler Lockett has been better every time he's been healthy. Like, he got a serious knee injury, struggled to come back. But this year, he's showing he's back. We should be as excited about Tyler Lockett as we were that rookie year when he basically ran every um, punt back for a touchdown. And like, I remember those days. And we should be back on that Tyler Lockett life because um, he's back. He's healthy now. And uh, he, he's scoring a lot of touchdowns, but you kind of have to do that on the Seahawks offense in 2018 to put up fantasy points. Um, but this is a really talented kid, and a, not just a college producer. He's like a mega producer. He's He comes in like the top 10 all time in terms of the amount of production he put up in college at an early age. So, yeah, I, I, I start Tyler Lockett and start trading for Tyler Lockett, too. Very good, very good. Um, good, good, yeah. Don't start Alshon out there. You got Tyler Lockett. Go ahead and play him. All right. Go off now, of course. Shark Tank app idea, Peter, that doesn't exist today. Something that you need, that the world needs an app for. (laughs) My reaction to this was if I knew that, dude, I'd be like rich by now. (laughs) So I turned to my wife, who's smarter and better than me in every way imaginable, and she said, Oh, yeah, I've got one for you. Like she just had one on the back burner. And she said you should be able to take a picture of uh, a random sample of Legos, and then it shows you the things you can make with those Legos. Uh, I think she came up with it because our son's big into Legos, and there keeps being pile of le- piles of Legos everywhere. Holy and, cow. Uh, that sounds like genius to me. <laughs> that is 100% genius. I need that in my household. That is the, that's the best idea right. we've right. had. <laughs> All year on this show. Now, maybe I'm biased because I'm a father of too many kids and I'm stepping on Legos every time I walk into a new room. But, yeah, oh, my gosh, the four-year-old daddy, daddy, come make some Legos with me. And you look at the Legos, you're just like, oh, shit. I mean, I don't say I don't say that in front of the kid. I'm thinking that, right? But like, oh gosh, I don't I don't know what to do. Like, how many times can I make the same terrible ship that didn't make any sense the first time? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's going to be built-in algorithms there. I mean, there's got to be an architect, an engineer out there that can make this one happen. And I think it's your wife. She's clearly already seriously. shown the genius to make this happen. No, seriously, she's a – like, if I don't know something, I just ask her. <laughs> and that's what I did here. And that – I'm with you. The minute she said it, I was like, that would be so good. I'm t- <laughs> I, I am actually a fan of making a house because it's basically just a box – and I understand that shape. And with a shape of Legos, it's fairly easy to make a box out of any random sample of Legos. But, yeah, you get tired of making that box house with a flat roof. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the tilt I can never get past is the flat roof because I can't, I am like, oh, gosh, what happens if it rains? And it's Legos for crying <laughs> yeah. It's Legos. Why am I talking about the rain? But it tilts me so hard that I can't get past, you know, just having a slanted roof with Legos for crying out loud. Right. Uh, all right, we're going to move on from there. Week 13, either or rapid fire, Peter. Here we go. Todd Gurley or Christian McCaffrey? Oh, this is meant to be fun, dude. Not like <laughs> Sophie's damn choice. Um, Gurley. I mean, just Gurley. He's got the floor and the ceiling, and I love Christian McCaffrey, but it's Gurley. Sorry. All right, we'll, give you, we'll give you some more pain here. Aaron Jones or Philip Lindsay? Aaron Jones. Adam Thielen or DeAndre Hopkins, the nuke? 
Thielen, but the answer's nuke, but I'm going Thielen. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, uh, Robert Woods, or Brandon Cooks. I threw all three in the same bucket here because that's where they belong. Uh, this is week 13, right? Uh, Cooks. Just Cooks most of the time. I level the other two, but it's, it's Cooks. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Eric Ebron or Gronk? Gronk. You were pretty quick on that one, too. I thought this one might be a little I'm bit harder. I'm trying to be rapid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Rudolph, the aforementioned Kyle Rudolph, who you like this week, or Jimmy Graham? It's a good one. I'll, I'll take Rudolph. Why not? I've already says me. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd much rather take the Rudolph uh, usage at this point here as well. Cam Newton or Jared Goff? Uh, Newton. With you there. Andrew Luck or Kirk Cousins? Just to start, I think Andrew Luck every week. Hard to argue with three touchdowns every single week at this point. Right. I'm just a really big fan, man. I had him high in my rankings all offseason with his injury, and to see him come back and everyone panic over the fact he didn't throw a Hail Mary, even though doctors said he was healthy, and now to see what he's doing, it's just it's a, it's the a light of the quarterback position, even with Patrick Mahomes around for me. Yep, indeed, indeed. All right, Peter, take a favorite popular movie. Change one letter in the title. What is the new plot? What's it all about? Okay, um, <laughs> I guess I could go with Jaws because there's a whole bunch of words that you can make. But a movie I've been watching a lot lately is actually the other guy, the other guys, because it's just funny as hell, and it came available. So how about uh, the Otter Guys? A movie about two guys trying to understand the social life of otters in, like, a metropolitan zoo somewhere. Um, They're they're just trying to understand the deep and meaningful ways which otters live and frolic together. And they actually uncover uh, the secret meaning and solution to all society's social ills by mapping the way that otters work uh, together to solve problems. Unfortunately, uh, the peacock guys are trying to... (laughs) test the idea that peacocks can fly and they both get crushed to death by a whole horde of peacocks that they throw off a roof. This whole thing is witnessed only by one person who likes to watch the otters on the weekends to get away from his pimping life and the whole shot the whole film ends on a single shot of a stone-faced pimp watching uh, the, the truth and the darkness of life even while watching happy otters frolic in a metropolitan zoo because we all know that pimps don't cry. (laughs) Have that. <laughs> oh my god, my cheeks are hurting right now, Peter. That is that was one for the ages, and you came in, you acted, you acted like, oh man, I don't really know about this, and then bam, you came with it, nailed it, the best one of the year. I mean, oh gosh, that was if you're just... gonna if you're gonna do badly on an answer. Just go for it, man. Just <laughs> you just gotta keep let it going riff. until you hit bottom. Oh no, no, you, that was one for the ages. Nicely done. Oh, just leaving it there. Just leaving it all there. <laughs> put it all out there. Redraft streaming D's for this week. Moving on here: Chiefs, Broncos, Titans. Peter, I I feel like this week, man, whoever you can get your hands on this week, like anybody's a defensive play this week, nothing's really standing out above the rest. I mean, you can add the Rams in there, like anybody. Jeez. Yeah, I haven't fixed on a defense this week, but of the group, um, who are the Broncos facing? I forget all of a sudden. They're going over against Cincinnati, right? That's why Philip Lindsay is a good play. So they've got Jeff Driscoll. 
um, at quarterback, and the, the 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 team's already been struggling and giving up points to uh, uh, opposing defenses. So I guess the Broncos are the ones that stick out to me there. And Tlaib's mm-hmm. back this week. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll choose those of the three. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with the Broncos here as well. Packers aren't aren't on the list, so I'd imagine Packers weren't an option for this this fella here. So uh, Broncos, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, if uh, if Broncos are available, you're going to go ahead and start them this year or this week. I mean, gosh, Chiefs, what are they? 14, 15? I think they're 15 point favorites. Something crazy. Yeah. So you can't go wrong there. Um, Titans just look like they have a good in the trenches type of matchup this week. When you take a look at those advanced stats for offensive and defensive linemen. So, I mean, there's plenty of plays this week. So if you don't have the Broncos out there, it could be a worse week. It's a great week to just shuffle defenses in and out. If you are a tournament DFS style player, it's a great week for that. And just embrace, embrace the ride and the volatility for the defense because they're all pretty cheap over there on the sites as well. So good week for that. All right, Peter, the moment in history you would choose to go back to in time and witness in person. I should have a really good question, uh, or rather answer for this because, you know, history was, is my subject, but, um, I don't. Uh, I, I thought maybe like, uh, go back and watch Hitler kill himself, but that sounded a little dark. Um, so, uh, now nah, let's just go see Hitler kill himself. That'd be fun. Live stream, <laughs> li- live Twitch, right? Right. <laughs> live Twitch the whole it's going to be streaming. And you know, the sad part about it all is it's going to be streaming for the kids these days and they're going to go, who is this? <laughs> I'm not even gonna right. know who he is. Now I'm not. I'm. I'm not talking to any amount of anti-Semitism that goes on in this world, unfortunately. Right. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be nearly that serious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know. What are you gonna do? It is what it is. But uh, look. All I know is. You know, if for whatever reason we got to go back in time and witness that in person, the only thing you know is, hey, there's one less shithead in the world. So that's pretty important <laughs> in my book. All right, Peter, take us out. Sizzling, smoking, scorching, hot take for week 13. Oh, I don't have anything. I'm a cash player, man. I don't have anything sizzling. Um, Let's go with Matt LaCrosse out producing Cortland Sutton this week. How's Ooh. that? That's hot. It's not steaming hot. It's hot. I like it. Uh, give me, give I me, tried. give me something for James White. Give me something hot for James White. You had some conviction on James White this week. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, it's a great play for me in DFS if it helps. Um, dude, James White continues to be a top ten running back in week thirteen. There it is. Okay. There it is. <laughs> We got him. We got him. We got it. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag of Road of His Podcast. And we are dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions. And, again, if you have any questions you want answered on this show, just email us, wordofhisradio at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter, at Road of His Radio. And, uh, Peter, my man. Many thanks for carving out the time coming on the show. Uh, first time mailbagger, and of course he knocks it out of the park. So, uh, give us the plugs, give us the deets. Where can we find you? What's going on for the rest of the year here? <laughs> okay, um, you can find me on Twitter at pa howdy. Pretty much twenty four hours a day where <laughs> I don't sleep anymore. 
um, because sleep is for the weak. <laughs> um, or the well-adjusted, and, and apparently neither. Um, I write for DLF or DinosaurLeagueFootball.com. I'm doing player projections every week for PlayerProfiler.com at Road or Underworld on Twitter. Um, you can mostly find me every week at Dino Crossroads or the Dynasty Crossroads podcast, talking with Jake Anderson at Jake Anderson FF on Twitter. And about one player at a time from two different perspectives. He takes the film and I take the, well, the other stuff. The numbers, the metrics, and the stats. And that's where I'm having the most fun. And I hope to maybe get some people to try listening to us and see if they like us. And if they don't, that's fine. Uh, let us know how and we'll try and improve. It's kind of a new podcast for us. And we're having a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, and, yeah, thanks for letting me come on, by the way. This, this was really difficult <laughs> like this is a serious like a uh, higher level podcast than i should really be on if we're being honest but i really enjoyed getting to talk to you and uh let me talk to your listeners for a little while so thanks very much no the pleasure is certainly all mine and everyone out there go check out the dino crossroads great minds indeed and if you want a well-adjusted well-formulated opinion coming from both sides of the fence that's where you're gonna find it and uh that's what we like to do is uh get some airtime out there for some of the folks out there that are just crushing it like peter howard the man with two first names is so make sure you're following him again on twitter at pa howdy and do not forget to rate and review the show on itunes folks it means a lot I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Football Mailbag or Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio and at Fantasy Gumshoe. Tell your friends about us, and do not forget to sign up for a 30% discount through our podcast homepage on rotoviz.com. It's a no-brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.